You're listening to Make and Create, a podcast dedicated to empowerment in the creative and business space. In a time when social media so often portrays the perfect picture, here you can find the raw reality behind pursuing the path less traveled when it comes to creative pursuits, careers, and life. From entrepreneurs to artists, designers, and individuals pursuing a non-linear journey, this space houses inspiration to keep you motivated while traveling your own path. We make our choice each day to show up in our creative endeavors, even when we fail. When we push through those dark, hard moments and keep on keeping on, I find that's when we bloom. I'm excited for this journey, and I'll be walking right there with you. Don't be afraid to reinvent yourself. Welcome back to Make and Create. I'm your host, Genevieve Lazan, and I'm back this week with a fun, interesting, and different interview. I had the opportunity to talk with Claire Gallagher, the body astrologer. If you haven't heard of Claire, I'm surprised, but you'll be in for a treat this week. As many of you who have followed along know, I have this penchant for all things mystical, magical, and cosmos related. I'm a Latina woman who comes from healer ancestry, and I'm still working to find my own healing path. I'm a firm believer in energy work, and I think astrology is an incredibly underrated and underutilized tool, and so does Claire. So it was a really fun opportunity to learn about how she uses it in her business and get a better insight about how she applies it in her daily life. On top of all of that, I'm inspired by women entrepreneurs who are doing things on their own terms and not letting societal norms get in the way of their success. Claire's journey is so unique and she proves that even though she may have faced difficulties along the way, that we can create our own future with the right mindset. She has a background and a degree in traditional Chinese medicine. She's a licensed acupuncturist has a master's in nutrition and acupuncture, she's a personal trainer, and has training and a specialty in medical astrology. Yes, that's a thing. After years in the fitness industry, she launched a company that allowed her to disrupt people's thoughts on what and how fitness works for their body. She made it a point to combine all of her modalities of training into creating a business that not only looks at fitness as medicine, but that also combines her knowledge in astrology and TCM to offer her clients specialized fitness and health routines based on their birth charts. She's all about widening the fitness circle for us magical folks to go beyond the yoga mat, and she wants to essentially spiritualize strength. We talk about her journey, we get into the nitty-gritty about different types of astrology, and we get into this very deep conversation about health and wellness. So grab a cup of tea, put your headphones on, and stay tuned for the full interview. Well, I am an entrepreneur at heart. Like it's just, I've always known that a nine to five job is something I could never uphold. And my like journey to being this, the body astrologer um, is really quite convoluted and sort of starts with me being really sick. And so I actually deal with um, several chronic infections and um, chronic illness that kind of keep me in check. And so as I've been dealing with these things over the last 12 years, I realized that it was a non-negotiable for me to be the master of my space and the master of my time. And so that kind of led me down my road towards natural medicine. So, you know, I never... (laughs) I never was like a kid saying, I want to be an astrologer. Like that never, ever (laughs) crossed my mind. I didn't even know what astrology was. I didn't understand it. And it was honestly kind of thought of as really, I'm using quotations, 
bad girl stuff in my very religious family when mm-hmm. I was growing up. But anyhow, um, my illnesses kind of took me to the National University of Natural Medicine where I studied classical Chinese medicine. And I also um, got a master's in nutrition while I was there. And so during that time, medical astrology kind of hit me upside the head. <laughs> I literally was in the bathroom and there was a flyer on the back of the door about a medical astrology conference. And I was like, what is this? And I knew that it was for me. And so I just showed up at this conference and it was as if, you know, a language um, I already knew deep inside kind of got unlocked. And so my love affair with astrology, specifically physical astrology, um, was very fast and furious. And fast forward a few years and combine my, you know, working as a personal trainer all through medical school, I kind of created the body astrologer as a platform where I could wear all of these weird different hats that didn't seem to go together, but I was bound and determined to combine them. And that's really what my business is about. It's a creative expression of all of these very different aspects of who I am, but they're all married together under the umbrella of the astrological lens. And they all have a foot in some type of healing and body-based modality. That is so cool. And that's like, so it's kind of like reaffirming to me. It's so funny because like I do these podcasts for other people, but then at the same time, I feel like the universe is like quietly saying you're doing the right thing. Cause it's like, I kind of, I feel like a lot of the stuff that I've been working towards over the last few years, it's like all these different things. And I'm not the only person that I know deals with that. There's a lot of other women that I know that are like, oh yeah, I do this and I do this and I do this and it doesn't make sense. And, but then all of a sudden it all kind of comes together (laughs) and like what you did, like that is just like, that's solid proof. Like, yeah, you made it work for you and it all kind of made sense. You experienced this and you learned about this in order to be prepared to actually do the work that you're doing today. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, merging, I mean, that's one of my biggest, when people ask me like, well, how do I like make it in a certain industry or not that I've made it or anything, but my advice is always to merge, like take things that don't seem to make sense and make sense of them because they do like, they, you can merge them in a really unique way and that'll give you a very interesting foothold in an industry or you might even create a brand new industry that didn't even exist before all by allowing yourselves to merge these seemingly disparate parts of your your essence together. Very cool. So can you tell us more about like what the brand consists of in terms of like the services that you offer and maybe how you help others and how astrology plays into all of it so obviously you mentioned the physical astrology and how I didn't even know there's all these different aspects of astrology and until the last few years when I started researching my spiritual path more um but like you you know most people they think horoscopes but like you what you're doing is like completely like it, it falls in line with that but it's so like different at the same time Yeah, so what I practice would technically be called medical astrology. I like to call it physical astrology because the work I do isn't just, you know, medicine, it's also movement. And so physical astrology, that title kind of encompasses all things regarding the body. Um, But what I do as far as services go is 
you know, my business is kind of twofold. Like one aspect of it is certainly astrologically based workouts. And the, that's very complicated. Let me break that down. Yeah. What, I, what I believe in um, is that as above, so below. So if the moon is waxing or if there's certain planetary weather going on that's reflecting a really robust energetic state, I'm going to match that physically and do a very robust workout. Conversely, if the moon is waning or dark, or like today, we have a very kind of dreamy, sleepy, foggy type of energetic flow happening, I'm not going to work out today. I'm going to rest, or I'm going to do yin yoga, or I'm going to take a bath. And so what I do is by modeling, um, I teach people how to reflect in their movement practice, the yin and yang, the light and dark cycles of the cosmos. And so one aspect of my business is online astrologically based workout videos. There's like 200 of them on thebodyastrologer.com that people can access. And then the other aspect of my business is one-on-one consultation. And this is essentially medical astrology consultation. And that sounds really mysterious, but all it essentially is, is I take someone's constitutional imprint, which is, you know, given to us from the moment we're born because the stars are aligned in a certain way. They have a certain flavor. And when we take our first breath, we kind of make a contract with that flavor and our cells and our organ systems and everything about our body resonates in that type of vibration. So someone's birth chart tells me, you know, what their body's constitution is like, what kind of foods they might be able to ingest easier, what type of diseases they're more prone to. And I can kind of dissect their health issues that they bring to me and see what's underneath them. And so I create a wellness plan with nutrition, with herbs, with movement. Obviously, I can't do acupuncture via distance. (laughs) I can do lifestyle medicine. And we construct a plan together based on their natal chart Um, that helps them along their healing journey. So that's what I do, one-on-ones and then the the workouts. That is just mind-blowing. I also think, though, like our bodies are naturally inclined. Like that trips me out that you say, I'm not going to work out today because this is what's going on with the moon. And I woke up feeling bad about not going on my run this morning because I was like, I was just so tired. And I'm like, what is wrong with me? And I think about my body is physically telling me like, you need rest. Listen. (laughs) And that's why I love what I do so much because for some reason, especially in fitness, we need permission to stop. For some reason, we need external permission to stop. And the cosmos, once we learn to read the signals, gives us permission to pause to rest, to recover. And that's something that's not taught in the fitness industry. We're taught go, 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 work every day, sweat every day, live sore. And honestly, that the body's going to reject that type of excess yang activity cons- constantly being pumped into us. It won't be able to assimilate that amount of activity. And so if we model our routine after the moon or even just after our own intuitive sense. Like I woke up and I didn't feel like going on a run. Okay. That's good enough. But sometimes people need a little permission. And so I feel, I find that astrology gives people that permission. Oh, the moon is dark. That means I can retreat. I can rest. I know you mentioned this whole medical astrology conference. You even kind of touched on like 
And I think though, I think a lot of us who are now in this spiritual path and, and honestly, for me, it's, it's, I think I'm Puerto Rican and I have a, I have family on the island of Puerto Rico and my great grandma, she never came to the States, but her daughter, my grandmother did. Um, and we have a very spiritual folk background in our family. She was like a healer. And I, 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 I often wonder how that influences the direction that I've been taking in my life. Um, but even so, even with this idea that apparently my great grandma was a bruja and she was, you know, a, a, like a, a healer and they're called espiritistas in, on the island in Puerto Rico. And she did all these magical woo-woo things, right? I still, when I was younger, had that same kind of concept, like what you were saying, like the whole, oh, astrology is like bad girl stuff, or being a witch is, is you know, this and that, just because of the, the culture that we were brought up around here in the States, dealing with Catholicism and Christianity. Um, so how did you, I, it's like, kind of twofold with this question a like how did you even begin dabbling in astrology after that conference how did you overcome <laughs> the whole like you know the spirit religious versus you know the spiritualness of this how did you overcome that and then you know you kind of mentioned it's like the universe spoke to you like there was this thing that was already inside you um but was there anything else that kind of like drew you to it and how did you like learn to really develop on those skills I know there's like 10 questions in one but <laughs> um, I'll start with like overcoming the like it honestly was like some type of religious shame that I had to deal with like I think I was born like I mean I know my chart and I was born very interested in the occult and as a little girl I remember being very interested in the magical aspect of things. I, I am a natural mystic and mm -hmm. I, I hear from you that I think that you are too mm -hmm. a natural mystic. You're just born with this sense of wonder and um, this sense that everything's connected, everything's mm -hmm. magical, everything is just there's there's something deeper beyond this physical plane. Were you the kid in the library like me like going to, like through every single cult book in the occult section. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And even within re religion, even within Catholicism mm -hmm. or Christianity, I was always drawn to the darker aspects of those faiths, mm -hmm. where, whether it was like, you know, speaking, like, this is really taboo, but like, people talking about speaking in tongues, yeah. or like actual healing with hands, and yeah. like all of that stuff. That was where I was more vibrant in the faith when I was, was in that community. Um, so, but I hid that stuff. I hid my uh, desire to understand um, the mystic realm uh, because it was bad. And so in a way, I feel like that stuff made me ill, like repressing my natural essence to be turned on, to be totally myself, um, created stagnation in my body and in my psyche and I think that helped you know my whole story with becoming ill for such a long time but I eventually you know as I healed my body um those parts of me began to resurface and you know I was in my 20s in Portland Oregon very far away from my family and I love my family they didn't repress me in any mm -hmm. way but I did have some 
like church leader abuse. It was some really intense stuff that Mm -hmm. I was unwinding. And as I began to unwind my physical fatigue and my confusion and my mental illness, I noticed that my desire to dig deep into these occult sciences came back up with a, a vengeance. And I, instead of repressing it again, I looked at it. I allowed it to come forward. And um, I was working with a lot of therapists and, and other practitioners at the time that helped me um, sit with those shadow aspects of me, those desires, because even desire was was told that I was told that desire was naughty, right? Yeah. Um, so as I began healing these aspects of myself, that's when all of a sudden this, you know, this advertisement basically just came up in my face. And um, I was kind of ready at that time. I was ready to receive that message. I had already, you know, um, going to classical Chinese medicine school was already a big deal for my family. They were like, this is rooted in Taoism. Like, Mm -hmm. I I don't understand why you want to study this. So I had already kind of broken (laughs) the earth that way with Mm -hmm. them. And they were kind of watching me go down my own path. But I did keep astrology a secret for years. I wasn't ready to share. And so I explored it on my own. Um, And until I felt safe, I didn't tell anyone in my family that I was studying it. I mean, my husband knew, of course, and Mm -hmm. my friends knew, but it was very private. And it was really um, a reflection of me (sighs) accepting me. Yeah. Um, So it was tender. And it was frightening. And I still, astrology still scares me sometimes, if I'm going to be honest with you. Um, The power of it, the accuracy of it, it it freaks me out. Yeah. Um, But that's why medical astrology was such a welcome bridge for me into the occult again, because it's so physical. Yeah. It's so body-based. And because the body was involved, it allowed me to feel more rooted in my exploration rather than deep diving into something uh, much more ethereal, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. It's, it's, it's almost scientific in a way. Uh-huh. Yeah, it is scientific. I mean, it's very, medical astrology is very nuts and bolts. It's like each zodiacal sign is correlated with a slew of, you know, every single cofactor enzyme chemical hormone in the body, every muscle, every bone is correlated with a zodiac sign. And so for me, I was like, oh, A, B, C, one, two, three. This isn't scary. This is like logical. It makes sense to me. And it was just very helpful in my stepping stone towards becoming me again, integrating all of my parts. Do you want to talk a little bit about um, your medical history? If you don't mind, do you want to touch on that a little bit? Yeah. Well, it's, it's really kind of a convoluted story, but it's one that I see reflected in a ton of my, my clients and patients is very diffuse, what I would call in astrological medicine, very Neptunian disease, which is foggy and misdiagnosed and misunderstood. And um, almost to the point where you don't even, you're telling yourself that you're making it up, that you're faking. And these types of conditions are pervasive in our society, especially among young women right now. And so for me, I have um, chronic recurrent mono and Lyme. So, you know, these are tick-borne infections. And, but for me, they manifested as mental illness. And so I didn't know I had infections. I thought I had a psychotic break. Wow. I was 20. Um, I was 
in an emotionally and physically abusive relationship. And I thought I was crazy because everyone told me I was crazy, but really I was dealing with very severe illnesses. And eventually I had to quit all of my jobs and um, I had to, you know, lay in bed for essentially 10 months. And over the last 10 years, you know, they recur. Um, so I'll have a relapse or so. And so I have to be very careful about not overdoing things um, and really creating my life in a way that gives me the space to uh, be ill if I need to be ill. And that's why I, that one of the reasons why I'm an entrepreneur, because I have to craft my life like an artist almost to make room for my body to be exactly however it's going to be um, today. It's a really, it's kind of a controversial topic, at least in classic Western medicine, that Epstein-Barr reoccurs so significantly, but I've seen it over and over and over and over again. And I don't even get tested anymore. I don't get my blood drawn for it because I know at this point when my throat feels a certain way, mm -hmm. when my thoughts turn a certain way, when my muscles feel a certain way, when I can't recover, when I feel like the world is ending, okay clue ding 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 yeah and i'm crying for hours at a time you know i know that my mono is is back mm. <laughs> um absolutely and so i really i was actually i didn't know that you were feeling ill but anytime someone's recreating something like you were doing i was cheering for you because i i'm constantly constantly having to recreate my offerings so that my body is comfortable yeah and there's no shame in that there's yeah. no shame in having to do that. And I do it very publicly. Um, people see me do it all the time. And that's been a point of contention for me internally. Like, oh, my God, am I too authentic? Am I telling too much? Am I sharing too mm. much? I don't think so, though. No. We, we need to be able to give our body. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I remember the whole, you, you had, a, it was a couple months ago, you were posting about, um, <laughs> about poo. <laughs> but I was like, yes. Like, no, come on. We want to think of all of this stuff and, and what's going on on Instagram, these perfect little squares, and, oh, we're not going to talk about those things. But, like, oh that's the realist. That's how, like, that's life. And I love that about you. That's why, I, like, I, I think being off, like, you hear people talk about authenticity and authentic this and authentic that, but no one's ever, ever freaking really authentic. <laughs> like... And when they are, people want to give them the side eye. But that's why I'm like, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. I love that you are like this and that you you put it out there. Not enough people do that. <laughs> you know, that makes me smile. Sometimes I'll rewatch my stories and I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> and when you have people like me out here going, yep, she just went there. <laughs> yeah. It's really, it's really working for me. Like, it's so funny. Every day I'm like, wow, there's a lot of people watching these really idiotic stories, but it's made, it allows other people to be the same and run their own energy and be, be silly, be authentic. And you're so right. The word authenticity is being so overused and, like, misused. Um, it's kind of, especially in the health and wellness Instagram mm -hmm. universe, it kind of makes me want to throw up a little bit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yep. Okay, so I feel like we're kind of <laughs> okay. Well, actually, no. It kind of leads into the whole, you know, process of building your brand, um, yeah. like what we're talking about, and 
your idea of being authentic. Did right. you always have the same vision from like the start? Or do you did life throw any curveballs at you that required you to pivot yeah, your career? Always pivoting. Like I'm so dizzy, I'm pivoting all the time. <laughs> um, and I'm starting to realize that pivot is just normal and I'm just allowing myself to keep pivoting. So I'm kind of on this search for, uh, I, I want my work to feel good. I want to feel ease in my daily life. And that doesn't mean easy. I want to feel at rest. I want to be in a sympathetic state in my nervous system. And so I'm constantly reassessing what I'm creating in my company and asking myself, do I feel good? <laughs> do I like the way this feels? Um, do I have a short fuse? Am I stressed? Am I angry? That's a clue that I'm kind of creating out of alignment with what I really want. And so it's been a really messy process because being authentic and um, having integrity, which doesn't mean always showing up the same way. Integrity means showing up with what you are in the moment. It doesn't look linear in any fashion. So honestly, like I'm still trying to figure out what my company is. I know the essence of it. I know that um, I am teaching body-based astrology through movement, through nutrition. And so whatever I create with that essence um, is good as long as I feel nourished as well. Um, so I've had a lot of curveballs. Like I really wanted... I really wanted my Moonarex workout subscription to take off. And you know what? It just did not. It just mm -hmm. did not. And that is my one true love. And it wasn't profitable. And so I had to change that. And I'm still figuring out how to integrate movement in a way that people can digest um, as far as astrological movement because it's it's a totally new industry. It doesn't even have a standard in any way. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean – kind of going off track, but I've had to reshape what I'm offering constantly. Um, and I honestly haven't been profitable until mm, the last three months. And I think I started in 2015. So just also to be really authentic there, like it's not, it's not all rainbows and <laughs> it's been quite a struggle and um, quite a long uh, process of being patient and just trying to stay true to what I really wanted. Yeah, the universe kind of, it, it works on its own timeline. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I've had a lot of side jobs. You know, I did personal training for a long time, um, doing private clients while I was trying to get this business off the ground. And I've honestly, like, in order to pay the bills, I've had to do a lot more one-on-one -on -one consultation than I would choose to. If I had my perfect world, I would be doing a lot more workout stuff, but that's not happening right now. And so I'm allowing what is happening to kind of flow as long as it's not making me sick and I feel good and I'm enjoying showing up. So when it comes to the whole like medical health fitness industry, I see kind of like this shift going on, right? People are taking this more holistic approach to their lives and their health and their wellness this idea of like Western meeting Eastern, um, modern meeting ancient, and this whole idea that energy work um, is important. Uh, like what we put into our bodies, how our mental state is just as important, if not more important to our health. 
um, as traditional medicine, like, you know, just taking a pill to fix this or fix that. Um, what are your thoughts on this? And do you think um, that people are kind of like jumping on this bandwagon or do you see a transformative shift that's happening within the mindsets of people today? Yeah, I, I do feel, well, first, there's nothing new about traditional medicine. It's as old as, as humans. But I do see, um, I don't think it's a trend. I do think there's a transformational awakening. And people are really unsatisfied. It's almost like they're waking up from a trance. Um, and they're noticing how uncomfortable they are in their lives and in their bodies and looking for something um, new and fresh. So in my opinion, energy is queen. Energy is queen or king, whichever, take your pick. Um, but the ruler of all. And so not just the state of our energetic body internally, but the state of the cosmos and the weather and the environment externally, it all creates a weather pattern um, that resonates or uh, disrupts our body in some way. Yeah. <clears throat> our energetic state and our mental state is going to determine how whatever we put into our bodies is assimilated. Mm. For example, like you can eat a, a meal at work at your desk in a very stressed out state, or you can eat that same exact meal at home with a candle being by yourself, music pumping. And that food is going to be like, chemically assimilated and integrated into your body much more seamlessly. You'll be able to use that nutrition. And I find the same is true for any stimuli that you place on the body. And in, in my world, that includes fitness, that includes exercise. So if we're going against the reigning energy of the time, whether that's what you feel when you wake up, your intuitive sense, or if that's the celestial energy being the moon and the stars and where they're placed, it's kind of like the most inefficient thing you can do. It's like walking uphill backwards. It's like paddling upstream. And so what I'm trying to teach um, is that we want to introduce exercise, medicine, herbs, food, habits to the body in a way and at a time energetically that the body can receive them. Because in our time, we've got so much stimulation being pumped at us from all angles. Um, it's just not being absorbed. And so I'm not only, you know, bringing, you know, food and nutrition and exercise to people, I'm bringing in this essence of energetic timing that I think is really important for um, the body to be able to actually use what we're giving it if that makes sense. So energy is not just, um, energy is also timing. Yeah. And that's what astrology can give to wellness is this kind of ancient um, energetic timing technology that's very, very, very profound. Wow. It also brings you into the present moment. Like it, it reconnects you and grounds you and makes you think like, because when you think about like the, the example you used of eating at your desk, it's like, you're probably doing five other things, scarfing something down at work and not really like taking the moment to appreciate this food, this nourishment that you're putting into your body to just like 
to to heal it and to aid it and to help it get through your day because you're so distracted by everything else that's going on and we're in this time of like convenience and fast 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 go 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 that we never really truly take a minute to just like stop and I think that idea of like the timing that you're talking about the astrological timing the the, even just the timing to like take a moment it it's absolutely so important to being able to heal and nourish our bodies yeah and as counterintuitive as it sounds in our culture like that is the most efficient way to live to pause to integrate because otherwise we're missing so much information we're missing so much nutrition we're missing lots of connection because we're moving so fast and the body just cannot keep up the psyche can't keep up the spirit can't keep up and so I, I I feel like pausing stopping slowing down, allowing your intuition to lead you, allowing the cosmos to lead you, um, is a much more efficient way to live. Um, even if it sounds kind of backwards. Mm. Faster, yeah. Slower. Yep. <laughs> totally. And, and it is like, I yeah. love that idea that you say it's efficient and it's, I almost feel like we're, it's the way things were probably done before. And we're just kind of like getting through this cycle of going beyond this, like on the go, 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 convenient, everything's fast food. I have to do every like 10 things at once to this whole, like, you know, this going back to where we started and seeing and appreciating how doing things in in a different kind of way from what we're doing now can actually end up benefiting us. Yeah, I noticed like, we'll just take today, for example, because, you know, I don't have to pump the jargon through, but there is an astrological thing going on today that, you know, just makes the space and time feel very dreamy, feel very sleepy, and more inclined towards intuitive ramblings than linear thought processes. And so if I were to fight against that and force myself to work, I'm going to have a pretty bad day. Well, I'm going to work, but I'm not going to like be uh, researching or writing a paper or, you know, doing something very technical because it's going to exhaust me. I'm not going to get anything done. And I'm just going to sit here for hours slaving where instead I could go, oh, what does my body need? Let's pause and ask. Oh, okay. My body needs Netflix. Cool. I'm going to go watch Netflix (laughs) for an hour and then come back. And you know what? Oh, I got my work done. So it's actually so much better and I don't waste as much time if I just stop and ask, what is the flavor of the day? What is the flavor of this energy that's inside of me? What do I need right now? Instead of forcing myself to fit some type of of mold that I've been taught is is efficient or uh, successful because it doesn't, it's not working for me. It's not working for me. This is actually the perfect segue into my next question for you. So you obviously you have all the tools in your brain already. You know how to read the charts. You know what's going on with the planets and the movements and the moon and all of that stuff. So I can appreciate the fact that you offer tools to your readers as well as your clients to help them on this whole health and astrological journey so 
you release those moon pages. Can you tell the listeners more about them and how that whole thing came about and how they can use them? Yeah, so moon pages is essentially um, a guided lunar journal. It's a six-month journal, and I've written little prompts for each major uh, lunar phase in the next six months. And it's a really user-friendly, beginner-friendly tool to start kind of just paying attention to what different lunar phases feel like in your body. And what I love most about Moon Pages is that I'm not telling you what it means. It's not a horoscope. I am not taking an authoritative voice or a, a guru position. I'm taking an inquisitive position where I'm asking you to reflect on your own experience because I know as an astrologer, we all have very, very, very unique birth charts. So for instance, we have a Sagittarius full moon coming up next week. It's going to feel very differently for you than it is for me Mm -hmm. because our birth charts are different. But I'm not going to say that to the general public because that's going to be confusing. Mm -hmm. What I am going to say is I want you to pause on this full moon and reflect how you feel physically, how you feel psychically um, or emotionally and what moon pages does is it allows someone to draw a pattern. So the next time the moon is in Sagittarius, they can flip back to, you know, three months before and start to draw correlations. This is how people learn astrology without becoming an astrologer. Um, it really is just an intuitive tool. Very cool. So how did the idea even like come up for you to even develop this? Like what, where, where did you get that spark of inspiration for it? actually not my idea it's a co it's a co-project with um my friend miranda who's a graphic designer and she just approached me one day and she was like hey i want to do an astrologically based uh design project that's what i love to do um i'm kind of sick of my mundane client work right now i, I need something fresh and she said i have this idea do you want to do the writing for it and i was like sure I'll do the writing. So it just kind of, uh, it just kind of developed and it was kind of perfect because I have zero graphic design skills, zero, zero. <laughs> and so she does all of the design and the creating the book and getting the printing done. And I did all the writing and um, yeah, so it was actually her idea. And then it just kind of became our baby and we started co-creating it together. That is so cool. Really to work with someone. Yeah. Yes. The idea of collaboration. It's like we, you know, in the digital age, I feel like we get so caught up in like, oh, I got to do this on my own. And if it can't get done right, then I have to do it. But this idea of collaboration, I think is kind of, it, it it's embodied in that whole project that you worked on. I think that's super cool. Yeah. Collaboration, um, collaboration is kind of like, it has been kind of scary for me. Um, and so this was a really great like intro, like dipping my toe into collaborating because Miranda's so fabulous and it was just a really good experience and continues to be a great experience. So it's really opened my heart to more collaboration in the future. Very cool. I actually never met her in person. It's a fully digital relationship. I love that. That is so cool though. It's like you can meet people from every single part of the world and Maybe you don't get to meet in person, but you can still have a connection, even if it's, you know, online, talking on the phone, email. (laughs) 
absolutely it's been really it's been really fun i've made a friend out of it It, all the way in canada all the way in british columbia so can you share some insights on your whole journey as a woman entrepreneur i feel like you as i feel like we often minimize what we're doing in the creative and industry space that we we tend to work in and i feel like what you're doing is very, very innovative. And I know that's a big word and people are like, oh, innovation. Um, <laughs> but you, you are, you're like, you're bringing this very mystical thinking into a very, very physical industry. Um, has it been hard at all? Do people even get it? I think obviously, you know, your your brand is growing and I see a lot of people connecting with you via social media. So I would think that they're getting it, but have they always no (laughs) you know the hardest part about um this essentially a method that i've developed for uh working out within the lunar and the cosmic cycles the biggest challenge for me has been articulating um not only what it is but why it's valuable especially to an industry that is so grotastic all it's all aesthetically based it's not very much about how you feel when you're moving and so it's constantly a challenge for me to write copy and so I spend a lot of time rewriting 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 and trying to express exactly why I move in the way I do and why it's important and why it's valuable and why it has a place in the industry I'm essentially creating a new industry um there As far as I know, um, there aren't any similar ideas as far as working out with the moon or not brands that I've seen where people are doing uh, these types of programs. Mm -hmm. And so I'm kind of, I feel like someone yelling out into the wilderness, like, hey, this is a cool idea. Come do it. A lot of times it's been, it's been really lonely because people, honestly, they don't get it right away, but I just kept showing up and I I keep putting videos out. I keep like the way I connect is via teaching through humor. And so every time I'm making an idiotic story, I'm usually also teaching something astrological. Yeah. And (laughs) so I just keep showing up and somehow the people that have been with me for the last year or so, they're starting to understand exactly what I'm doing. And that helps me to keep going and to keep rewriting and to keep refining how I articulate exactly what it is I'm bringing to fitness because it's that is quite the challenge oh yeah quite the challenge yeah you completely just put mm-hmm. yourself out there without like I mean obviously there's probably some like oh gosh I'm doing this okay am I really gonna do this? Oh, I'm just gonna do it all right let's do it Claire we got this <laughs> but you're really putting yourself out there <laughs> yeah it's been really like a contrary to popular belief I am an introvert and so it it has been very challenging, like to put even videos of my body moving in front, like for strangers to say anything they want about that has been, you know, I've done better than I thought I would actually, but that was very frightening at first, especially because, you know, there's an industry norm, at least in fitness, where you're expected to look a certain way if you're an authority in in the business. And I'm very fit and (laughs) very in shape, but I wouldn't consider myself the industry norm when it comes to like what a bikini model looks like or what, you know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm not interested in being the industry norm. I'm interested in turning the industry on its head. And so I'm just going to keep showing up. 
as frightened as I may be and keep doing my weird astrology workouts because it's all about resonance. It's all about, are we vibing with the cosmos? Is our body wanting to move right now? Is our body wanting to rest right now? There's a place for every type of movement under the sun. It's all about timing. And it's all about listening to your body. And I actually hate that phrase, listening mm -hmm. to your body, because people don't know, well, how do I do that? I don't understand what listening to my body means, especially people that deal with illness and feel like their body deceives them. And so what I'm doing is using astrology essentially as a teaching tool to help people develop body awareness because we can, I don't even care about astrology at the end of the day. It's all about what do I want to do? How do I feel? And astrology is just a stepping stone to, to that relationship with yourself. Yep, reconnecting with yourself. I think that's beautiful and it's necessary today because it does. I feel like a lot of our illness, a lot of the mental health problems that you're seeing, it's from that disconnect mm. from ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And it, so, yeah, there's so many tools out there to reconnect people with their body uh, intelligence. And this is just one of them. And it's just one that happens to be my favorite. <laughs> Very cool. Can you offer some additional like insights on astrology? Maybe some of like the different facets or maybe even clarify how it's not just about horoscopes and, you know, how you're incorporating it into your daily life and the work that you're doing for others. And maybe touch on how like one little bit of how people can use it in their own. Yeah. So First of all, um, full disclosure, as an astrologer, I'm not a fan of horoscopes. I don't write them. I don't read them. I don't encourage people to do that. Um, so there's that. I mean, astrology is an extremely complex uh, body of knowledge, and there are many, many branches and many, many different kinds. And honestly, it's quite overwhelming. And so I am a specialist. So I, I choose to, instead of be a jack-of-all-trades, I decided to be a specialist in physical astrology. And so, you know, I guess I would say astrology 101 is that it's more than sun sign, way more than sun sign. It's way more than horoscopes. It's a really vast body of knowledge. And um, I, I would say for people who are really new to astro that are listening, I would learn um, what your moon sign is what your rising sign is and start reading about those things as well. Cause that'll kind of open up the door to um, how multifaceted astrology is much more bigger than the sun. In my opinion, astrology's greatest gift is the timing technology that it gives us. And so for beginners out there, I think the best thing to learn to do is first to get in rhythm with the moon, just start learning about the lunar cycle itself. It's eight phases, what they correlate with, and um, the way I actually learned astrology is by keeping a, a lunar symptom journal. And this might be interesting for anyone who's dealing with any type of chronic illness. I essentially, at the top of a page, wrote what phase the moon was in, what sign it was in. You can get lots of apps that'll help you tell you where the moon is in and uh, moon is and how big it is. And then I just started writing down my symptoms. Like today, I'm really dizzy or today I'm really depressed, or I'm very bloated, and I kept that journal for years. And I eventually began to draw correlations between my body and the lunar phase and the lunar sign. And 
Um, that is actually a tool that I use with my one-on-one -on -one clients. I require them to keep a lunar symptom journal. And it is the best teacher. It's a better teacher than I ever could be. And so if I could give one tool to anyone listening, it would be to start um, keeping a lunar journal, even if it's uh, purely like today this happened, today that happened, because drawing patterns is, um, in my mind, what astrology is all about, because it allows us to create, uh, make informed decisions in our lives. The stars don't do things to us. They, they tell us about the essence of what's happening. And so from that information, um, we can make choices. But in order to understand what the stars are telling us, we need uh, an evidence uh, base, um, personalized evidence base. And that's why journal keeping is so important to me. And that's also part of how Moon Pages came about. A few months ago, I think it was like November, you wrote about depression and how you use workouts to interject and overcome like you're talking about like scorpionic depression and that totally hit close to home well a i'm a scorpio and b when i deal with that like that whole situation it's very similar to like how you described it and i was like holy like holy moly i get what you're saying so i would love to hear your thoughts on mental health and fitness and how can or how movement can positively impact those people who are dealing with mental health issues and maybe touch on how you use it to move forward even during those challenging moments. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, this is a, quite a complex question because within the fitness industry itself, there's a really sick way of thinking and a, a great illness in the way fitness is portrayed. But putting that aside and just talking about uh, people like you and I who possibly deal with, I mean, I know I deal with chronic depression in a, a sort of a bipolar flavor. Mm -hmm. um, I know as a Chinese medicine practitioner that emotions are housed in the organs and the cells of our body. And if those emotions become stagnant um, in our philosophy, that's one way that disease develops. You know, without flow, there is pain. Without flow, there is disease. And if emotions are allowed to build up in an organ system, it's going to block the flow of chi and blood circulating throughout the meridians, the channels, the body, the spirit. And so just from that philosophy, I know that moving the body is therapeutic in any way. Um, we know on a scientific level, you know, the endorphins release, blah, 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 blah. But beyond that, it's almost a, a cellular um, opening, um, a shedding. I, I like to think of sweat as a cleansing, um, a cleansing fluid and exercise as a complete state shifter. So like when I am in a really depressive state, um, I'm going to check in and, and ask myself, first of all, do I need to stay in this state? Because Sometimes, honestly, we need to allow ourselves to be sad, mm -hmm. okay, to be angry, and um, to just feel uh, the discomfort and be with it. And so sometimes I will just allow myself to be with it, to be with my suffering completely. And then the other question is, or do I need to shift this? Is it more therapeutic for me to shift this or to be with it? And if it's to shift it, um, my preferred way is to move intensely, to mm -hmm. shed, to sweat, to shift the physiological and chemical state of my body. 
And also like the nature of the type of exercise that I do, you know, you're very familiar with CrossFit mm -hmm. um, and types of exercise like that. Even the crashing down of the bumper mm -hmm. plates and the barbells, the sounds of rage um, expressing those taboo emotions in a socially acceptable way, it's extremely therapeutic um, for me. And so um, I, I try and teach that within um, Lunar X, which is my, my workout method. Um, to channel um, experience, to channel emotion um, into, uh, into the movement. Um, I know for me, uh, it's been extremely empowering and extremely freeing to really engage with those darker emotions. Um, I keep saying in a socially acceptable way, but exercise is socially acceptable, yeah. whereas like screaming might not be. Being with, being with the rage, being with the taboo emotions, um, and, and exercise is just one way that, that I tend to do it. Um, I tend to express it because if it's not expressed, it's going to divert and invert and go inwards. And I've noticed for myself, when that scorpionic depression, that deep, deep water, that undertow, if it inverts, that's when we get things like self-harm and mutilation. Mm -hmm. um, and bringing it, like, keeping it real here, but... That is why I choose to express my rage, express my self-hatred and my self-loathing um, through a different body modality. Wow, that's deep. And it's like, I love, I love that you, you're, you're highlighting that it's okay to feel those things. Like that's part of the human experience. And, and you, so many people get caught up in, the spiritual path of, you know, all of these gurus, oh, just find your inner happiness and this and that, but there's balance. And it's like, that's, I feel like that's like what you learn in, in TCM, right? The whole yin and yang, negative, positive, there has to be this balance and it's okay to feel that darkness. You're going to eventually get back to the light if you keep moving towards it, but not enough people highlight that it's okay to to revel in that sometimes, but obviously don't stay too long, but stay for what you need. And it's okay to feel that darkness sometimes. Like then there are not enough people say that. Yeah. And really the only, in, in my experience, the only pathway to healing has been to feel that depth, that cavern, uh, like it's so intense you feel like it will kill you and mm -hmm. honestly you, you might wish it would instead of having to live through the pain but the only way I have found an opening in my life is to sit with that discomfort and allow it to be present yeah. um, otherwise I'm just shunting it um, somewhere else in the body and it's just going to come up as a symptom yeah. or uh, yeah, usually for me as a symptom, it's going to come up as chronic migraines. It's going to come up as mono. It's going to come up as Lyme disease. It's going to come up as something else. Um, and so I'm trying to do it in a new way now. When that comes up, I let it be there I, as best I can. It's really, it's hard. It's mm -hmm. a practice. It's a, it's a moment by moment practice to let what is here be here. Um, we're always told that we need to be other. And yeah. so, um, whether it's fitness or eating habits or whatever, that's the essence of really what I'm trying to pass along. It's like, it's okay to be with what is um, right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's that concept of shadow work and the idea of yeah. manifestation. I like, I didn't 
took me a long time to reconnect with that and to get it and to believe it. But like when Dwight was in school learning about all this stuff and then like I had and I still have them, they're slowly going away. But once I got into my my fitness, like back to running, back to, you know, reconnecting with things that I, I felt were important to me, like I had these dark spots that I that are stagnations and they are like either on my arm or where my stress goes which is my neck and upper back and I have this these really dark it almost look like you know pool not pools of blood blood but like these dark spots and I'm like what the heck is going on and sure enough (laughs) Dwight is like oh and we go to get acupuncture and one of the like um his really good friend who's been practicing acupuncture for 20 years here in Chicago she's like yeah Jen you have a lot of stagnations and I was like huh makes sense all right and she's like yeah we're gonna start the acupuncture and here's some herbs but I'm like yeah I know I gotta start moving again (laughs) okay let's get back to running (laughs) but I believe it it's like people think it's hokey but it's you see it manifesting in your body. It's mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. And so whatever way will circulate the chi and the blood in your body, like if it's running, if it's yoga, if it's my workouts, if it's like spinning, like I don't care. Like move your chi. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what? Yes. So you kind of mentioned your workouts. What can people expect when they visit your site or like purchase like a digital subscription to to the videos and to your to your workouts? Like what do what are you what do people see when they when they go there, when they visit you online? Well, there's um, right now it's a static setup. So there's three different programs that people can purchase access to and it's lifetime access. So they just pay once and they just have a membership where they just log in and they can, you know, pick any workout they want. And so on the sidebar, basically of my site, I have um, the ability to search through my workouts via moon phase, via element via zodiac sign so people can kind of create their own uh, program based on where the moon is or what they feel resonant with that day um so really giving them the option to um you know start crafting a program that's in alignment with astrology so the basic thing is like they just need to know oh the moon is full today or the moon is uh waxing or waning today and you can just kind of pick and choose what what feels good. My workout style um, is rather intense. I, you know, I definitely believe in the waxing and waning of our exercise intensity. Absolutely. For sure. For sure. For sure. But um, I love to move and I love to move hard. And so that essence certainly comes through in my workouts. So there's a bunch of body weighted workouts, but there's also a bunch of barbell workouts. There's a bunch of kettlebell workouts. It's really a great mashup of CrossFit sort of kind of training plus a lot of circuit training and just some uh, fun plyometric um, complex movements. So it's a it's a real smash up um, because what the moon teaches us in movement is that the moon is different every single day. Like it's not the sun. It doesn't show up and rise the same. Every <laughs> day. It shows up differently every day. And so I believe in really varied training. And that's what you'll see at thebodyastrologer.com. What kind of advice would you offer people who are interested in pursuing a path in spirituality or entrepreneurship or health and fitness? 
I think the most important thing for my journey is to be my own guru and to be my own authority. There's a lot of information out there when it comes to health, wellness, and spirituality. There's a lot of people posing to be authorities. Um, and they are. there are a lot of authorities. But I say to stick with those things that always point back to you. Mm-hmm. Always ask you what you want to do, what feels good for you, um, what puts you in the authoritative voice. Um, and those are the things to trust. Those are the things to follow. Um, and those are the things to invest in. Very cool. If people are interested in learning more about like astrology, uh, just as a whole, do you have any resources you could share, like books, sites, schools? You mentioned apps earlier. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, the school I studied at is fabulous, and it's the Portland School of Astrology in Portland, Oregon, but they also have um, online uh, classes at times, and I believe it's portlandastrology.org. So they're wonderful. I trust everybody there. They're fabulous and kind and very inclusive. Um, I have two favorite books here. One is Making the Gods Work for You by Caroline Casey. This is a really great introductory book to astrology. It just walks you through all of the planets and all of the signs, but it does so from a way... uh, a really a non-victim way. Like there's this fear in astrology that astrology is something that happens to us, but Mm. that is not true. It is something that we can manipulate and use. Um, And so I really like the way this book is written because it comes from that viewpoint. And then my last favorite book is by my personal mentor. Her name is Andrea Gertz and the book is called Astrological Remediation. And this is a little bit more of an advanced read, Um, But it's certainly a a life-changing read, and it's the idea that um, if something is difficult in somebody's birth chart, we can fix it by applying remediation, which could be an art project, or it could be exercise, or it could be medicine, it could be an herb. And so it's just another very empowering take on astrology. I'm all about the empowering takes on astrology. Yes, I love that. I love that you can pull that idea of this isn't just happening to you. This is how it can impact you, but here are opportunities for you to adjust, to make it work in your favor. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, And that's what we're doing with the workouts. Like I always say, like if, you know, everyone's heard about about Saturn return, right? Mm -hmm. And so like, okay, so we're having your Saturn return. All right, that sucks. Let's do something about it. If Saturn is going to be heavy and depressive, Let's do that with your body. Load a barbell up and be heavy and depressive on your own, and Saturn will lighten up on you. Express the energy in a positive way. The energy is going to be expressed in one way or another. So why don't you take control of it and do it yourself? So that's essentially what I teach with nutrition, with movement, and with food. I'm really making it work for you. That's so cool. You gave me goosebumps. <laughs> to use one is called um time passages um and one is called i luna and my favorite astrological calendar is uh actually it's jim maynard's pocket astrologer so all of these tools are really great for just kind of getting your feet wet but the apps are fabulous because you can just check and see oh where's the moon today oh it's waxing in libra um and then you just kind of feel in 
how do I feel under a waxing moon in Libra? Oh, interesting. I'll jot that down as evidence for next time. And that's how I started it all. Oh, so cool. If people are interested in learning more about you, your service, or they just want to connect with you, where can they do that online? I think the best way to connect with me is through my Instagram stories. Um, <laughs> so I'm on there a lot and it's, uh, it's real guys. It's real. My Instagram handle is at the body astrologer and I may not make a lot of posts, but I sure do make a lot of stories. I do a lot of workouts on there. I do a lot of just astro humor on there. It's just kind of ridiculous, but my website is thebodyastrologer.com. And that's where you can find all of the workouts and all the information about working with me one-on-one. Thanks for listening to this latest episode of Make and Create. Claire is such a delight. Her energy and humor are infectious. And I love that while she may be talking about serious stuff, she doesn't take herself so seriously. I think that's probably why I love watching her Insta videos and following her on Instagram. She realizes that she is showing up for her life on her own terms, and she doesn't get too caught up in what other people might think. She cares, but she knows that she has to put herself first, and in that process, she can then better give to others. And boy, does she give. Whether it be her free workout videos on her Instagram, or the information she shares on her blog, her website is a wealth of cosmic lifestyle medicine. If you want to learn more about Claire, sign up for her newsletter, invest in one of her programs, or just connect with her directly, check out www.thebodyastrologer.com. You can also follow along on Instagram at thebodyastrologer. I hope you're enjoying the show. If you are inspired and enjoy the episodes, take some time to subscribe to it on iTunes, Anchor FM, on your RSS feed, or any podcast listener that you might use. You can find a new episode live every other Friday. While you're online, make sure you stop by makingcreatepodcast.com for my bi-weekly updates and features associated with each episode. If you want to keep up with me and the show on social media, just follow at makingcreatepodcast on Facebook and Instagram. And you can follow me personally on Twitter at jenvigia, and that's J-E-N-V-E-G-U-I-L-L-A, all one word. If you like what I'm doing and you want to support, take a moment to check out the show's Patreon page at patreon.com slash make and create podcast. Any pledge amount can help me with the admin side to keep creating the content on the show. Finally, please take some time to leave a review for the podcast on iTunes. Ratings and reviews will help the episodes to get noticed, and this is just another great way to show your support as I work to create a show that is empowering, inspiring, and motivating. Thank you for coming on this journey with me. Check back in two weeks for our next episode. I've been working hard to connect with people who have unique and special stories to tell. People who aren't afraid to take the path less traveled and who are not afraid of change. People who are willing to pivot when things don't go according to plan. These conversations have been eye-opening to me personally. I have this issue with change. As a kid, I moved a lot. We had a very hectic and at times traumatic upbringing in my family and I had to rely on myself as a parentified kid to care for myself, my younger sibling, and at times even my own mother. So as a teen, 20-something, and an adult, the idea of consistency has always been my main focus for myself and for my family. I was the overachiever and I made it a point to stay firm on my path. Obviously being consistent isn't a terrible thing, but... When it makes you unable to adjust, it can be really difficult to deal with. 
over the last year or so, I realized that I've been consistent and inflexible to a fault. I was afraid of change. I was afraid of the unknown. I plan, I plan, plan, plan. And when things don't go according to plan for a while there, it nearly paralyzed me. I was willing to take toxic environments because I didn't want to change. I was willing to make myself sick with worry and stress because I didn't want things to go wrong or I didn't want to let people down and I refused to ask for help because I never wanted to burden anyone. But I made it a point to adjust my perception this past year. I gave up a lot of things and I let go of a lot of things. I ended a business, I left a job, I changed my career, I got hurt earlier this summer and had to stay in bed for the last couple of months. And in that, I had to focus on self-care and asking other people to help me. The last four to six months in my life has had a lot of upheaval, but the change, as scared as I was of it before, ended up being for the better. Isn't it funny how the universe works? After talking with many of my interviewees and handling my own experiences, I've realized that any and every new pursuit that we have requires entering uncharted territory. And that's a freaking scary thing. But with great risk comes beautiful opportunities and great reward. I've realized that the experiences you gain in pursuing your dreams, adjusting when you need to, and sometimes, yes, changing directions completely, will make it all worthwhile. And that's it. That's all I've got for this week's episode. Till next time, I'm your host, Jen Vigia Lazan, and thank you for listening.